0: Howdy adventurers I am your Dungeon master Zach Coldiron and welcome to the Forge D20 podcast. We present to you our first campaign called Tales of Lodrienth. You can catch us live on twitch.tv/forged20 for our live streams and coming soon to certain podcasting platforms. We don't have a consistent schedule yet, so make sure that you follow the Forge D20 podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to be notified of when the next session will air live. Forge D20 has decided to partner as a sponsor for St. Petersburg, Florida's upcoming annual Christmas charity, Pro Wrestling Event, Hope for the Holidays, presented by the Christmas Toy Shop Project. Come on out December 10th, 2023 at 4pm for hard-hitting wrestling action for a fantastic cause. Scheduled to appear are Jay Lethal, The Cheese, Big Con, David Mercury, The Gifted's Logan Cruz, Leroy Shogun, and Weezy T, Jake Sterling, RDS's Jay Villa and True Champ, Daniel Starling, Cody Barringer, Asriel Rowe, Ronan, Bud Heavy, Osha Osborne, Cam Fox, Gianna Cage, Lexi Gomez, Sophia Sivan, The Shark Cruz Rivera, and many more. Remember to come on out December 10th at 4pm. This is for a good cause for the Christmas Toy Shop Project. Come check out Hope for the Holidays.
1: Now. We
0: tune into the arcane realm of Necathis, deep into the continent of Lodrienth, where an ancient mystery awaits. Alright, hello everyone. Welcome back to Forge 20, it's been quite a minute, and I would like to welcome everyone to our first episode back for our next long-term campaign called Tales of Lodrienth. And I'm here, joined by three of my buddies. Dalton, Hunter, and Rav. I'd like to welcome you to the realm of Nakathis. On the continent of Lodrianth, over 5,000 years ago, many meteors beached the skies of the world of Nakathis, mainly pinpointing onto the continent of Lodrianth. The impact of this alone destroyed a large portion of mortal life on the plains with remnants of Mortal life remaining on Necathus about 5% of the population. After about 5,000 years, it is finally population and civilization has accumulated to maybe a fraction of what was before the Calamity, because no one really truthfully knows. But, off the azure coast, on the southeastern portion of the continent of Lodrianth, is the city of Polaria. And it is on the edge of a beautiful, um, sea, um, that you can see out of on, uh, the far side of town. But the closer side of town, it's very, uh, very much covered in kind of, like, very plainsy. There's a couple of trees here and there, um, but very kind of flat, uh, land that kind of hills the more north that you go. Um, and you can see, um, mountain slopes, <laughs> uh, and mountain peaks reaching maybe, um a couple, uh, miles, uh, a couple hundred miles, rather, um, deep. These are very tall mountains. Um, but you all, well, Lloyd in particular, alongside, um, Moros Omenborn, you are outside the city gates of Polaria, where the city guards seem to be checking for, um... Individuals, you know, getting identification, making sure that the city is safe and protected before anybody is allowed entry into this city in the kingdom of Elacor. Now, Lloyd, as you uh, are the next person to step up and approach the guards, you can see that they're clad in this silver armor uh, with this this red lining and the uh, crest of a flame. Uh, embroidered onto their chest and uh, the one guard on the left-hand side uh wielding a long sword uh, and a shield uh steps up greetings welcome to the city of Palera uh, Paleria do you have your identification one moment sir thank I'm you
2: reaching into my my uh my pocket and pull out my identity tag
0: as he takes the identity tag from you you can see that his eyes widen a bit Ah. The interim lord is expecting you. Um Feel free to enter the city. Uh Sir Lloyd, um Yes, Sir Lloyd. you may proceed. Next, next, next. Moros Omenborn is catching the eyes of many as this is something that not many have seen before. So Moros, why don't you describe to everyone what you look like?
3: Moros omenborn is a tiefling with uncommon characteristics i mean he has some common characteristics such as raven black hair he has green eyes his are bioluminescent however he has antlers of a great elk unlike horns of normal tieflings and he is i would say rather large For a normal tiefling, most tieflings I would say don't run his size, but he's rather large in size. And other than that, I wouldn't say anything too distinguishing. But a knight full of armor maybe in this part of town isn't exactly uh, a common sight either. Especially not a tiefling. Got your ID. Moros says nothing. He just merely reaches into his Uh, explorer's bag and does he have an ID do I have one for this
0: Mm, how long has Moros been traveling on his own about
3: four years I would
0: say yeah you would have an ID tag probably by this time
3: okay then Moros will produce said ID tag
0: to him Mm -hmm. interesting name Moros Omenborn welcome to Polaria and he hands you your ID They separate to begin to allow you entry into the city, and you can see that throughout the streets, there are a bunch of uh, human and dragonborn alike kind of intermingling, um, going about their own days. You can actually see something that stands out to you is there are four guards surrounding one singular old man uh, with a long white beard, and he's got this uh, very pinpointy blue hat Um, with yellow trimming Um, and you actually see him approach this human gentleman that uh, is somewhat just past the gate Um, and then Lloyd with that you see a familiar face begin to approach you Um, you have helped this city with some things in the past and the interim lord of the town approaches you ah Lloyd, it is good to see you again. And he extends his hand out to you um, to shake your hand. You shake his hand with a smile. Uh, he begins to escort you to the Vinstrom Manor. You two definitely overheard that the conversation that they had where they're bringing up the death of Lord Vinstrom, who that is, Horace, uh, you would um, know that name since this happened only a couple of weeks ago. You were actually here in the town. It was a pretty big deal about Lord Dallas Finstrom's passing. Not much news has been heard about the reasons of his death since then. Moros, this name, you have no fucking clue.
3: <laughs> First intelligence checking <four laughs> Intelligence checking. it's a fucking that one turned zero. Nice.
2: So
1: oh, you, get, yeah. you have inspiration now. Moros
3: this, and it goes in one ear, out the other. His, his expression doesn't change. He's just completely like oblivious
2: lord vincent who would name their pet that
1: gosh
0: (laughs) (laughs) as you are now being escorted out lloyd by
2: i got escorts yeah
0: you got a whole fucking guard escort so with that you guys can um moros and uh chorus you guys can choose to follow them. You guys can choose to explore the town. Um, but can I have everyone roll me initiative? Not for combat reasons, just for, like, Totally for combat reasons, man. Totally. Totally. Just depending on what everyone wants to do. So 19, 15. Oh, wait, wait. Initiative. I
2: was about to do a custom
0: roll. Boy. Ooh. Ooh. Lloyd, we're going to go with you
2: first. So what do I call the interim dude?
0: Um, his name is Etzol the Wise. As the guards then stop at the gate, kind of post up, Lord Etzol escorts you inside. <laughs> I stand on the couch. Okay, so as you enter, <laughs> there's a couple love seats, a couch. Uh, you choose to stand on the couch.
2: I, I can't, I don't have any little sitting
0: animations. <laughs> As you stand on the couch. I'm, I'm sitting on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> As you sit down, um, Lord Atzal uh, begins to speak and he says, I appreciate you coming to meet with me, Lloyd. I know that we didn't have a very deep relationship, but we are very appreciative for everything that you've done for the city of Polaria and Lord Vinstrom's passing has left the town. If you ask me, I don't think I'm very fit for leading a town, but his children are a little too preoccupied. His son, as you know, heading the Vinstrom garrison, Callum. His son, Marcos, is at the capital, not even here. And One of his daughters, too young, his oldest daughter, also in the capital, alongside with her sister. So I kind of had to take over the reins of the town for a little bit. And I haven't had time to look into this myself, but we need someone to look into the death of Lord Dallas Vinström, and I'm willing to pay you handsomely for that.
2: How handsomely are we talking, Lord Ezra?
0: You name your price. Within reason, of course.
2: Damn, claws is not Huh. I'm thinking... About a thousand gold.
0: A thousand gold and I'll give you 50% right now. Actually, no. Fuck it. I'll give you 100% right now. Use it to prepare, to get ready, because I'm going to be honest, I don't know what you are going to run into. Because to be honest, the way I found his body, I've never seen anything like that in my life.
2: Can you explain how you found him?
0: I found him outside in the yard, laying on his back. Surrounded in a pool of blood. When I lifted his... Head... I saw... A hole in his skull. And his brain matter was just spewed... Everywhere. It was a horrifying sight. I I, I don't think... I don't think that that was a... Tactical or finesse kill. I think this was something a little more... Primal. Something feral. I, 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 don't know. I've never seen something like this.
2: You said you saw a hole in his skull. Yes. <laughs> could you perhaps in, uh, infer what the weapon could have possibly been? Was it, was it a thin
0: hole? No, it was about, if I had to guess, about a four inch diameter. Like circular almost shaped hole in the back of his head. How big would you say the hole was? About four the size inches. Size of a bolt. Um take your hand see you see my hands, and he makes a circle with his uh thumb and his uh, index finger conjoining together—it was literally about this big. It's fucking big are his hands. He's a—he's a human. He's very small. He's got baby hands. He's average, like five, <laughs> seven, very short. Baby. Zach.
1: Hands. Zach. I want you to put your index finger and your thumb together and tell me if you think that's four inches.
0: Uh, I guess, brother. This was just with my with my eyes. Okay. <laughs> It's not. Or it's way bigger than you think it is. That's what, that's what about two engines? I don't <laughs> fucking know. If, Do I look like a mathematician?
2: I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely not one either, so I have no
0: idea. I'm just good at casting spells, man. You went to school.
2: <laughs> Briefly. Enough of this. Uh, uh, yes, so the hole is quite a decent... Yes. Size. Correct. Hmm. Well, that was the the bolt to the back of the head idea.
0: Mm. Usually, we would find remnants of some sort of metal used on the arrowhead, but we didn't find any remnants in the back of his skull or around his body to indicate such thing happened.
2: And that was the only wound...
0: The only wound. Correct. Hmm. If you want... If you go to the Hemingway Medical Company, you can find his body sitting there in the morgue. We've been trying to do more investigation with his body to figure out what happened. Um... But you could go there. Um, the last person to see him alive. From basically the timeline I've gathered would be his son, Callum. And his son has also done some thorough investigation with him and his garrison, also looking into this as well. But... Could it have been his son? I think if it was him, he would have wanted... What would his motive be, right? This mostly the no- motive of a young noble man would be to inherit what his father would have, right? But he opted not to have it. They... That's not
2: always the case. It could be resentment. That's true. I don't know. How long have you been with them?
0: Oh, the family? A long time. Maybe 20 years?
2: So you'd say you you know them quite well.
3: I do.
0: Okay. I just... I couldn't think of a reason.
2: Alright, then who besides his son was the last to see him?
0: you know marcos his other son his second son came into town a couple days before his death but no one saw him leave so there's kind of that open window of when did he leave did he stay behind and kill his father then sneak off into the night who knows i i just don't see him doing it either it's You can kind of see him rubbing his head in frustration as he's like, he looks like he has a headache just thinking about everything that's going on on his plate right now. So
2: I'm working with no leads here, pretty much.
0: Unfortunately. I wish I could help you. Trust me, I want to.
2: Could you cast some magic?
0: I could try. Depends what you... Do you have an idea?
2: Seeing as I'm not a wizard, no.
0: I don't really have an idea either. To be honest, I dropped out of school to... Basically... Help this family. I would say you should go talk to Callum. Or if you maybe think that he had some ulterior motive, if you do what you must, if you've got to sneak into places, I will certainly try to have the guard be as lenient as they can, but at the end of the day, Callum has the final say um, when dishing out punishment, so I would be quite careful if you choose that route in your investigation. Um. Do you maybe want to go check out his body, maybe for yourself? Maybe maybe it'll help generate some ideas for you.
2: That'd be a good idea.
0: Okay, if you go to the Hemingway uh, Medical Company, um, they have a warehouse located. Um, one second. Motherfucker.
2: I do not know what one second motherfucker is. <laughs> not what I meant. I have not heard of a place called Is that a new street here?
0: No, it's not. You didn't hear anything. Um <laughs> but it's located in the center of the city. Um go there, speak with their manager, um and uh here, give him this. He hands you a like a notarized letter basically granting you access to look into any documents or anything that you need um, to help with your investigation. Basically granting you access to go look at the body. Um, so you're going to speak with a man, a man named Ariel Trembelius. Um, he's the general manager of this location for Hemingway Medical Company. Uh, seek him out. Give him this. He'll let you probably... Uh, No, he will, or he's not going to fucking hear the end of it for me. He owes me a favor. Um, yes, and he'll help you look at the body. I will say, um, I did see, um, it it looks like maybe something didn't penetrate the back of his skull. But, like, something took out his, the back of his skull, though. It just, it looked interesting. You need to go see it for yourself. Um, if you need any additional help or additional hands come see me. I'm I'm willing to help you however I can. Just give me give me a holler, okay? And uh he hands you a stone that he places in your hand and the stone has a person's face who appears to be talking. Um and um he begins to say this to you. Um this is a sending stone. You can use it to communicate with me anywhere anytime any place. Give me a call.
2: Better pizza.
0: Yes. Now I um I have some understood. I have some paperwork to get through, some laws to either veto or pass. Um, oh, it's gonna be a stressful next couple of days. Just give me a holler. Um, I would try to look for some outside help if you can. I I don't think this is going to be a one-man job. And I think this is probably going to take you throughout the whole city. If I had to imagine. Maybe further. Who knows. Um, If you think the job warrants more payment, I'm willing to help you out. Just give me a call. And uh, he begins to head upstairs. uh, As he bids you adieu. Um, If you want to grab anything before you leave, feel free. He says as he disappears upstairs.
2: I immediately head to the
0: kitchen and grab a snack. And you can absolutely do that as we go to the next person. Chorus. Chorus, there you go. Chorus, you are still kind of standing next to this tiefling uh, individual. not uh, Unlike any... Anything that you've seen before. Not sure if they catch your eye, but there are plenty of things that you would know throughout, uh, to do throughout the city. Um, you know that there is a bazaar where it's basically a like a merchants market district where people sell crops, uh, mostly um, like wheat-based products. Since this is like all the plains and the fields, there's a lot of farms as you come into town and that seems to be one of their biggest um things that they harvest and they they resell in the town uh, to distribute to the common folk um you could also visit a um the El- if you wanted to the Ellicorian sanctuary where um it's basically a church to the radiant goddess known as Ellicor you can go to there's an alchemist in the bazaar there's a smith in the bazaar there's a potion seller in the bazaar. Um, you could also visit the Hemingway Medical Company warehouse if you wanted to. Um, and then there's the um, the garrison house, which is where the guards stay. Um, but you're pretty much open to do whatever you would like to at this time.
1: Uh, as we're still kind of at that point, and they're walking away, having just heard what I heard. Would have just heard, uh... Kinda shake my head. Look at the... Young tiefling. It's a damn shame what happened to him. Good leader. Respected by his people. kind kind. Didn't deserve to go so soon.
0: Damn straight, you hear one of the guards say. Uh, over here. Kinda hanging out, watching.
1: And I, uh, look at the tiefling. Where are you from, kid?
3: Moros. <clears throat> Looks at the man speaking at him. Uh, can you describe what I see?
1: Uh, you see a large figure, uh, completely covered head to toe, in billowing clothes, uh... The only discernible features are the two large bullhorns that identify that he is a minotaur. He's standing about seven foot two. Um Kind of a big, bulky guy, though. Got his arms crossed, just kind of shaking his head.
3: Moros sizes the Tiefling, er, not Tiefling, uh, I'm the Tiefling. Yeah. As you said, Tiefling, earlier. Moro sizes up the, uh, men's for him for a second, and he just looks at him, minding my own business, and then he walks away.
1: Well, there. I guess you young kids just ain't got no manners no more. Well, you have a good day now. Uh, try to keep that mouth on a leash. Some of these people here, uh, they got a bit of a temper.
0: Uh, as that happens, uh, this human male who uh, failed to flirt with uh, two female dragonborns over here drunkenly bumps into Moro's.
1: Oh, not this again.
0: Mate, watch where you are going, you fucking idiot. Kind of pushes you and uh, keeps walking going on this way.
3: Hmm. Nice town. And Morris keeps walking.
1: Morris <laughs> has his head in his hand. Fucking Dale. <laughs> oh, this is fucking the third time this week. He looks up. And yeah, well, this kid seems interesting. Let's go make sure he doesn't get in any trouble. So, uh, what's she in town for?
3: You, you can see uh, Moros. He, like, closes his eyes, and you can, like, almost see his eyes roll to the back of his skull. I told you earlier, I was minding my own business.
1: Yes, well, my business is butting into other people's business. Uh, but also you look like you need a guide and I've been here for a while I could help you out
3: Morals looks at the minotaur for a moment if he can even tell it's a minotaur but he looks at the man
1: Yeah, you see the giant horns and he looks at
3: the people around him
1: why not their business I've already dealt with their business.
3: Certainly, yeah. those two,
1: I point at the two. Uh, this dragonborn here and the dragonborn lady from earlier. Uh, those two had a little bit of a marital problems recently. Uh, they have a shared daughter. They have a daughter together. And, well, recently their family dog got out, caused some tensions in the family, and caused a little bit of a rift between them. Led to that man over there running off to the bar to drink away his sorrows. getting into a wide, a big town-wide brawl. That yours truly, stepped in to break up. Those two guards over there, uh, Chuck and Charlie, brothers, uh, recently getting over the deaths of their father. Good man. Uh, met him on the end of his legs. Very kind. Donated his estate to a local uh, church for the orphans to uh, grow up in. But they're the only family they have. They can be a little standoffish with some of the other townsfolk. That lady behind you to your right the merchant there. New merchant in town. Having issues selling her wares. I make my business other people's business. Because I like to help. Well.
3: I do so appreciate the offer. But I don't have any of those problems. I'm simply a man to make his way this I is just
1: de- if oh, you could point oh, to me, I don't understand that to the town. What? oh uh well that would be and I point a bit to the large building to the north see that right there uh, where she's currently camped out at um I. Uh, I'm gonna let you know don't order steak and potatoes. Chef God, he cannot cook anything but well done.
3: Thank you for the advice. Uh, You know what, I I prefer not to know your name. Thank you, my good man.
1: The name is Corus, and when eventually you have troubles I'll be there.
3: Gross gives him like a like the finger gun motion. Absolutely. As he kind of turns, Carus, you see Karis pick up his hands
1: way. and awkwardly does it back like a dad trying to be cool. And he starts doing it to other people in the in the area. Hey, as he's by, hey. you see two of the
0: guards hit it back at you. Hey. <laughs> All right, so you're going to enter the uh, the tavern. Slash restaurant. Uh, He's going there. I never
3: intended I'm gonna watch to watch from but the outside. That's how things went. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to watch way. from the outside as the events from before are probably going to play out again, I'm sure.
0: As you enter this uh restaurant, it is for the most part empty. You can see there's a couple of humans sitting at the bar. Um, a lot of the dragonborns are sitting more on the on the round tables. Not many people here, but you see a one lone bald man uh sitting behind the counter and kind of chatting it up with a uh with a cloaked man over here. Ah, new customer, welcome, welcome. What can I do you for today's special steak and potatoes? You want an order or not?
3: morals didn't expect all this as soon as he walked in the door. He's a little taken aback. He's not used to these kind of things. So he kind of stands there for a moment. Looks to his left, looks to his right. Points at himself. And then looks at the barkeep like, you know, are you talking to me?
0: Looks like we got a quiet one.
3: Hmm. I I was like gesturing, like, are you talking to me?
0: Oh, oh. And he nods and he points back at you.
3: Oh. Moros will... approach the barkeep. As he approaches, he leans over the counter. I just need a quiet place to sit for just a little while. I'm trying to, uh, just pass some time for a few minutes. And You can give me
0: a flagon of ale if you wish to pay for the time and hospitality. Of course, a flagon of ale coming your way. You see him grab a glass. pop open a new barrel and you can begin to see the ale pour in there slides it down your way if you want a private room points over to this door that i am pinging no thank you if you want that peace and quiet that you seek or you can sit alone not a lot of these people will bother you and he uh bends over the counter and whispers really quietly Except for, you see the cloaked guy over here. He's a little fucking racist. Just watch out for him. He gets in a lot of fights. Last time, Grace. he called some guy a dragonborn, a snake skin, and it got out of fucking hand. Just, I would try to. Yeah. He doesn't like anything that isn't human. You kind of see him giving you a side eye, like he's staring daggers into your soul.
3: Quite the town you have here. Thank you. Oh Morris just turns around. Thank you. The, Thank uh, you. He's gonna go move towards the uh No, I wasn't trying to ping him, I'm gonna move the fucking screen, damn it. <laughs> Alright. I'm going to move over to this little corner booth for a moment and have some ale.
0: As the time passes. We'll say that was both you. And, Chorus, we're going to go back to Lloyd. Lloyd, you just wrapped up eating snacks at the Vinstrom Estate after your meeting with Itzal. Where do you want to find yourself going next? Do you want to continue your investigation?
2: The only way is to go check out the body first.
0: Okay, you're going to go ahead and check out the body. So you're going to go ahead and travel to the Hemingway Medical Company as you uh then approach near the middle of the city the hemingway medical company's uh shipping yard you approach a very large wooden gate with a uh, wooden fencing kind of around the facility over the fencing you can see a very tall building located here and here and through some crevices in the uh wood you can I'm, see people loading wagons that. um you can see two guards are manning the two or the big wooden gate before you. All right. State your business here, please.
2: I'm on orders by Lord Ezzo.
0: Ah. Do you have some sort of notarized something by him that has a signature on it so we can verify this information? I obviously dig it in my pockets and pull out the notary takes it and you see what he does is he looks up at the sun and he puts the card over the sun and you can see a rainbow color of lights begin to shine on his face and he hands it back to you checks out all right we're gonna go ahead and open the gate for you um we do require you to wear some ppe while you're on site that would be uh protection equipment um you're going to need um Definitely some some you you look actually look like you kind of got some on. Those, he looks at your boots. Those got steel. Uh, they're steel toed at the end, so you don't crush your your feet. Just want to make sure.
2: What did you say to me?
0: Uh, your feet are they protected? Are those steel toed boots?
2: They're boots that I bought.
0: Yes, but are they going to protect? We need we require you to have personal protection equipment on site so you don't sue us if like a pallet full of medical equipment falls on your foot or falls on top of you.
2: Got my sword.
0: Just let me do some real quick, and he uh, flicks your the tip of your boot. He kind of like motherfucker. I hurt his finger. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm not. I'm not even gonna waste my time on this. All right. You can. You can go ahead, sir. And you see the gates begin to open up, and you see a couple of people loading up wagons. Some people kind of conversating with one another. Um, so if you want to go check out the morgue, and he points out at this building over here, that's where it's located. Um, I'm assuming you're here for the investigation. Uh, Ed Sal's already filled us in a little bit, so yeah. Thanks. Gate closes steel behind you. Boots. Huh.
2: Wonder if that's what the seller was actually talking about. <laughs> but he was telling me I had steel toes.
0: <laughs>
1: ah, uh. I Need
2: to
0: listen more. Hey there, stranger. I've never seen you here before. What's your name? My name.
2: My name is Lloyd. You a new hire? No. So what you here for? Investigation.
0: What kind of investigation you here for?
2: Well, first off, I need to speak with uh, the manager.
0: Oh, you're looking for the manager, huh? (laughs) Well, 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 you're speaking to him right now. Name's Aurelius. It's a pleasure to meet you.
2: Well, Aurelius. I'm here on uh, Lord Azel's word. So I'm here to investigate the body, see if I can find any leads into uh, our deceased lord.
0: All right, I can take you down to the morgue. It's actually in this building right here. Here, you want to come with me? And he kind of, uh you can see he's wearing a bracelet, and he puts it up against this door, and you can see the stone on this bracelet. It's a blue stone. It glows. And you can see the other, the receptacle blue stone on the door glows, and you can hear, uh, like, a as the door opens, and he holds it open for you. Would you like to proceed? Right this way. Alright. And he begins escorting you down to this room over here. And he begins to to unlock the door and opens inside. And as you enter inside, you see what appears to be an autopsy room. Um, And you can see that uh, Lord Dallas Vinstrom is laying there. His skin looks extremely pale as if he's been, you know, deceased for a little bit. But uh, you can tell that they've preserved his body pretty well. Um, with some preservation tactics, and you can see, if you were to go to the back of his skull is, you can see Central a pose hole. is a Necromancy spell, yes. In the, <laughs> in the back of his skull, uh, is a giant hole. Um. I walk up to it and dig my finger inside. <laughs> sure you don't want to use gloves first. That might help, and he offers to give you some gloves as you're touching around in Dallas's skull.
2: Nah, it's fine.
0: All right, you can feel that there's no brain matter definitely left in his brain. Um, So it's just an empty skull. It's an empty skull. Um, You can feel like his eye stems, because his eyes are still in there, that they're kind of just flopping up around in there. So you occasionally feel like two strings kind of like weave between your fingers a little bit sometimes. Hmm.
2: Where's the brain? Or where's the chunks, or what? Uh, well, we
0: preserved what chunks we could. Um from him but it wasn't actually his full brain we discovered actually this morning i was gonna actually report exile with an update but i've been a little busy trying to you know gather some more evidence and he kind of hands you um oh it's a jar with like chunks of brain in it it's not even a full brain um <clears throat> and he actually walks over here and grabs a jar with a full uh dragonborn brain. Uh, Well, this, as you can see here, the mass is completely different. This is the average size of a skull of a dragonborn uh, male, right? Fully grown. This was his, and there's quite a difference. You can tell, right?
2: Yes, I can see the arrogance in that bigger brain than this chunky one.
0: I don't know what may have caused it, but can I be honest with you? I think it was some sort of beast, some brain-sucking beast. And I don't know why it didn't finish its meal, but I'm fucking scared.
2: Well, I'm pretty much running on zero leads. The only lead I have is it here.
1: Hmm.
2: So we can't we 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 can't really know if it was a beast or if it was made to look like a beast did it.
0: Well, let me show you this. Look at the back of its skull here. And he lifts the back of his skull. I want you to roll an investigation check as he lifts it up. You can roll it with advantage cuz he's kind of helping you.
2: See, if I knew I was going to be investigating, I would have rolled a different character. He's <laughs> Hell yeah, baby! As you can see No, those... don't fuck it matter. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I'm just coming in my head. Um, as you <laughs> see, it looks like multiple teeth kind of penetrated the back of his skull. Like multiple rows. And it looks like it took just a big chunk out of it. it, lo- it, it it's definitely some sort of creature. What it is and its origins, you have no idea.
2: You know what this reminds me of?
0: What's it remind you of?
2: Sandworms. Sandworms?
0: You only find those things in the Badlands, man. What makes you think one of them things is going to come down here?
2: Well, I... I,
0: Their teeth. Yeah, they do kind of look like that. Well, I don't know. The I... thing is, I don't
2: know of anything smaller. With Hmm. the same formation of teeth. Or of similar... Yeah, you you understand what I'm saying.
0: I understand, yeah. I'm just at a loss of what... May have fucking done this to him. He's such a good man, did right by his people. Really took care of us. Especially when times got tough. I feel like this city is standing on its last leg. Put...
2: Has there been any recent, I don't know, activity? Something that may have went wrong. Maybe some arguments. You know what? Racial disparity. You know.
0: Well, yeah, there's been a lot of that, let me tell you. The Dragonborn Human Wars, that shit, doesn't leave the minds of some people. Me, I give the times, man, but... You know what I have been seeing and hearing is a lot of, uh... People's pets have gone missing recently. Um... And some, uh... Some adults, too, but... It's maybe like once a month we maybe... See this happening? Not very frequently, but I mean it's happening consistently. You know, what it's if they're maybe related? Child,
2: when pets go missing, and maybe a few adult males, adult females go missing. You know, my my first my first guess is usually vampire.
0: Vampire, ah, mm. could be a possibility. Vampires eat brains? I thought they only sucked blood. It was just... It was just a guess. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, shit, maybe it's some sort of fucking brain-eating vampire. Fucking mutant. You should see the shit I've seen in this lab, man. It's fucking... Even on a small scale, it's kind of crazy. Things can change in an instant. Over a generation.
2: I've seen my my fair share of dismemberment, so yeah, I think I'll pass on going around and looking at these bodies. But uh, thank you for showing this to me. Honestly, I have I have no idea what what I'm dealing with here.
0: I don't know what we're dealing with here either. Um, I would, uh... I'd keep an eye out. Like I said, someone goes missing about once a month, and that time's almost around the corner. Maybe if you find something, you keep your eye out, you might find a lead. I mean, I, I heard someone's dog went missing recently, but they got found. But some other dogs before that, and... Before this uh, Minotaur man showed up, I mean, he's really done a lot for this town too. I'm. Have you ran into him yet? By the way, you should totally introduce yourself to him. I'll pass. Oh man, you're really missing out. Seems like a real nice cat. Well, he's not a cat, but you know what I mean. Um, if you've had your fill of looking somebody at bodies,
3: then, if you've
0: Had your fill looking at bodies. If you ever want to come back, um, just reach out to me. Um, feel free. Just want somebody to talk to. You know, I don't mind having a little conversation. I think it's what uh, it's what makes us human, right?
2: I guess we are social beings.
0: Yeah, not just us. Dragonborn too. People seem to forget that. Uh, what? Oh, you haven't seen the racism in this town? Oh, boy, you're in for a fucking awakening. You see him kind of grab some tools and kind of investigating um, the body. Never
2: saw much racism. And again, I didn't stay too long in town. We did take care of that goblin infestation.
3: Oh yeah,
0: I remember that. Those fucking bastards. That was before I got promoted, but... Man, they stole so many supplies from us, it wasn't even funny. Goblins. Fucking
2: goblins. Terrible little creatures. Disgusting. Goblins. Alright, I think... I think I'm gonna head into town and uh, see if I can talk to some people and get their opinions and try to formulate something here.
0: All right. Well, uh, best of luck. What was your name? I'm sorry, I didn't. I don't. I don't. Terrible names.
2: Uh, my name was Lloyd. He is Lloyd.
0: Well, Lloyd, it's a pleasure. Stay safe out there. Keep a close eye.
2: Will do. Take care.
0: As you disembark, the day begins to slowly wane over into the beginnings of twilight. After some time, Um, to to the tavern. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our debut episode of Tales of Lodrianth. Make sure you follow us on all of our uh, social media platforms uh, on Instagram, Forge D Twenty Podcast on Facebook, Forge D20 Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on TikTok at Forge D20 uh, to get notifications when our next episodes will air live on twitch.tv slash 20 or when we drop on podcasting platforms. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time.